Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. And I'm Ryan. And on this episode, games of late, some news. Ryan, what is our topic this time, please? Games, games everywhere (laughs) and not one to play. We're going to recap 2021, but we're going to talk about the games that we haven't yet got to play yet. Because this year's ending. We haven't played a lot. We're also going to look forward to 2022. Because, you know, there's not enough games in 2021 to play. We're still looking forward to 2022. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada. And they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Let's go into some games of late. And uh, Ryan, I'm going to take the point on this because I, I of course, need to <laughs> establish the context of the the third way discussion uh, because uh, sure. uh, this is I know where this is going already. So just get it over. Just just rip the bandaid off. This uh, this is a game that uh, we played on our regular Wednesday night game, and uh, is Great Western Trail Alexander Fister 2016, I believe it came out, and. Um, one of my favorites. Now, here's here's the thing that we're both kind of laughing at is usually, not usually, most every time that you are doing a card game live streaming with either Rob or Riley, we're watching it uh, in the uh, in the garage gaming area, and uh, so we know how much you love the expansion for Great Western Trail, or it's just turned into a thing, I believe. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, we played Great Western Trail and uh, we were just texting Ryan during his live chat, kind of having fun back and forth. And uh, he called us trolling. We were trolling him, maybe. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, How's uh, the expansion, Norm? The expansion? Tell, me about the, tell me more about this expansion. Uh, you know, okay, I'm glad I have it. Yes, I'm glad I have the expansion because it offers more options and it offers interesting options, but... There's a point where you got to look at that and go, is it just, is it, am I looking at the shiny things and I'm forgetting about the true engine of this game? And uh, because to, what we're talking about is on the top of the board, you have an expansion board that takes tracks off of the, uh, for those who haven't played Great Western Trail, you're, you're wrestling cattle from one point to another. I mean the trail. And on this trail, you're going to hit all these points to, uh, like a good euro, um, hone your engine of cattles or buildings or engineers because your train has to go down the track to deliver these cattle to destinations to make points. 
And um, this is what I was talking about is that basic engine system of, uh, of generating cattle points and balancing out with your train and balancing it out with the points you're generating uh, um, from your buildings and the engine, but the track on top now, the expansion, I don't know if it's a distraction or if, if it's, we're paying too much attention to it because all it is is on your, on your turn, you have the option to do uh, uh, an auxiliary move or there's specific moves that let you do double auxiliary moves. And uh, on these auxiliary moves, you can like switch a card or you can get rid of stuff. Just kind of like um, important moves, but background mm -hmm. secondary kind of moves. And that's why you have the ability to double down on it to make it at least a valid move during an action. And um, putting putting buildings on the, the, the side tracks on this expansion board, it's appealing, but I think it's, I think it's just distracting you. Like I said, distracting you from getting the points that you need to win the game because I was doing, I thought I was doing great. I was all, you know, I was in the top track and I was going here and I had a lot of things going on, but they didn't contribute to end of game points. So in my head, I'm like, is that just one of those, you know, it's like, we, we, we got a brand new 60 inch television, but don't look at the wall it's sitting on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, it's, it's, it's tempting you with, with cotton candy and sprinkles and you should just focus on the meat and potatoes. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're, you're, you're saying a lot of interesting things here, but is I like this, it though. It's gotta is, be balanced. I dove too much into must, the expansion. Is this a must have expansion for great Western trail? No, no. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, the game is fantastic on its own on a base game. 100% agree. Yeah. If you want to add a little more depth, not game-changing depth, but just side options um, that give you options. Sure, throw it on because you don't have to participate on these, you know, top track exploration things. You can concentrate on your base game and still do great because this is where I flubbed up. I didn't get any um, station bonus um, chits. You know, when you go into the station oh, and yeah, you can yeah, get those yeah. little end of game bonus. I didn't get any of those and. That's what swung the game for me. I was, yeah, because interesting because Dave smoked us and he had well three of them, right? So I right in my and head did, right away. Okay, and then did did Dave contribute going out on that expansion mm -hmm. board? Did he, he, did he do that lots? He did a he did a lot of it because uh, one of his first moves to take a disc off was to um, to have both of those auxiliary actions open, right? So he played it that. It's if it's going to be used, he's going to use it to its full potential. Okay. Um, now he still had a balanced game, though. He just he didn't just rely on that. Where I got just I got distracted by the fancy expansion. Okay, so now <laughs> yeah, because it's been a while. Because yeah. the first time that I played this expansion left a sour taste in my mouth. I've been on I've been on record saying this is not my favorite expansion. I He's don't been like a cranky it. puss. I've been a cranky, cranky old man who shakes his <laughs> fist at clouds. Thing. Get off my lawn! What what perks does that expansion board open up to you? Like what, 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 what do you get from that? It, it gives you the ability, um, with the expansion, you get this little chit of a um, cash it in, and you get to change two cards out of your, out of your hand, right? You get okay. to tighten up your deck a bit, right? 
Um, so there's that. There's also kind of little bonus things. If it's one of those things where it's a great engine, they just gave us extra parts for that engine. Use hmm. them, don't use them. But if you can find, you know, just like every kind of great engine builder, you find this synergistic connection between the houses, like the randomization of the of the buildings, first of all, and then the buildings you get on the board and that just that route system that it's like, okay, I got this cooking. Now I'm going to look in the, you know, the top tracks. Can I add to this or can I mm-hmm. beef it up? Okay. That's how Dave used it. And he did a very good job. I'm I guess what say, I'm, I'm trying to say, say that to him. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say, because Dave was trolling me pretty hard. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank you, it's Dave. It's like a sport. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'll have to admit that I have to give this expansion another try. I only played it the once. I didn't like it at that time. I don't know if I'll it was just, like again. Again, I think I went on and said I don't think we played it maybe correctly because everything mm-hmm. everybody always describes. I'm like, what? Well, I, I don't remember that yeah. piece of the puzzle. So, well, and that's one, one thing. About one, which, one time I will. Yeah, that, and that was, and you'll agree with me here is that's one thing about Great Western Trail when you learn to play it that it's like, oh, we played it right except for this little rule. I always right. tell Jen, we played it 99% correctly, but the 1% actually made a difference. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one that changed the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, have a lot. I mean, have another go at it. But I would say, like you said, is it is it must have? No. All right. No. Perfect. Cool. Yay, there we go. Great. That was a long discussion on Great Western Trail. That was awesome. Yay. I love I'll that give it. I will give it a try yeah. in, in, in the future sometime again. Yeah. All right. Maybe. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. What did you do? What did you do? What did you do? So this has been a very, very long time coming. There's been lots of messages in our group chat. Um, We had Matt and Brett on the show with when when Ian was on the show, we did our legacy month. I believe that was way back in, I think, February. Yes. It was, it was right around there. February. Yeah. It was kind of like right in there. Um, we did our legacy month where we had the discussion with Rob Davio and we talked to legacy games. We talked legacy one, uh, pandemic legacy season one and two in the great details. We've been having lots of messages. Try to get the group back together. Just never working. Just Trying to never get the working. band back together. <laughs> well, the band got back together this past <laughs> Friday night, finally. And we started Pandemic Legacy Season Zero. It's been sitting on Matt's shelf for like close to two years. Painful. Painfully. And I think it lived up to our expectations because this felt very familiar it's yeah. very that pandemic system of trying to eliminate, trying to keep the game at bay while you're trying to complete, complete your objectives. And this one's got a really cool theme behind it, where it is you're in the middle of the Cold War. 
and you are I love it um, already. you're and you're a medical students been recruited by the CIA because you I guess you're like virology experts type of thing. Yeah. Because the Soviets are developing a biological weapon called Project Medusa. And so throughout the course of this game from what I gather is we are trying to gather intel yeah. about Project Medusa and trying to stop its development. Cool. Is what we're trying to do. And so instead of like having like plague cubes and stuff like that across the board there are um spies that in all these Cold various war. cities, yeah, it's all these spies and you don't want too many to gather in a city or else their information explodes into other, the other intel. areas. Oh, yep, yeah, the intel. Explodes. So you're trying to subdue. I imagine that some of us are not just medical experts. What We may also be <laughs> trained in other mysterious CIA ways, making people disappear. Oh, yeah. Um, Full so contact making- origami. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're subduing these places. And then our what you're trying to do here is instead of curing diseases and stuff like that, we are trying to complete some objectives where you need to assemble a team of operatives. And there's really cool, there's like this little like <laughs> the, sh- the shady midi- minivan, <laughs> the, the van down by the river mini- miniatures, that's what they it's look a, like. It's a plain white panel van, sir. And, and that's what they look like because they are white. <laughs> uh, you have to assemble one of these teams by spending some cards. And then you have to get these teams to um, certain locations, depending on what your objective for that month is going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, there's in the month of January, so the very, very first game, there is a face-up objective where you know where the teams need to go. But there's also a face-down objective where you mm-hmm. don't know where this particular location it's randomly shuffled from the beginning of the game mm-hmm. and you have to use deduction by the cards that have been drawn out of the player deck you have to deduce where this last location is going to be cool okay um but then there is an action you can take um if you have the right cards and you've built a i believe they call them safe houses in this and then the other ones are used to be like the medical tents yep yep regular these ones are called safe houses if you've built the a theme, safe yeah. house, yeah, if you built a safe house in the particular region and you've collected a certain amount of cards for that region, you can reveal the hidden uh, you, you uh, reveal the hidden location of the objective and then you go go forth and try oh, to cool. fulfill it. Cool. Um, really neat. Every objective has a pass condition, fail condition. So like yeah, if yeah. you don't meet the objectives, you fail the objective. And whether you pass or fail, then you get to go to, just like in Clank Legacy, there's the storybook. Okay, yeah. This one has a storybook oh, no. of if you've passed the objective, there's a passage to read. But if you fail the objective, <laughs> there's a passage to read type of thing. So advancing the story. And, and shame. The and shame to be had. So um, really enjoyed what this one was doing. Um, my character, I called him Max Powers from the Simpsons references. <laughs> just, so that, just so that at the end of every game, I can flick my scarf and say, that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> okay, that's some serious meta. That, that, that's, that's a deep cut. That's All a right. deep cut. That's awesome. But um, yeah, it, 
don't know. We, we really enjoyed it. Now we'll, we'll, it'll probably be like a month again until we actually get to play it again, probably. <laughs> but That's funny. Well, and that's, um, a, that's what I heard a lot of people saying about legacies is like, okay, you need to have a scheduled contract with people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe during the Christmas break, we might get one more. We might get another And this was face to face, right? We actually did this face to face. Oh my goodness gracious. That was here's, okay. So here's a question. I'm like jumping all over the place. Um, because we had the privilege of talking to Rob Davio about it, when you were playing the game, did a lot of stuff start to ping in your head going, Oh, we kind of talked about this, or oh, I remember he was saying that he's yeah, this one. This one does feel more just because there's that uh, the other pandemic games didn't have like the storybook. Mm-hmm. They had the legacy cards, which kind of just yeah. advanced the story for you. But this one has like the, this one f- does feel that more episodic. Because he was saying to it. he wanted to put more RPG-ness into it, right? Or, or more storytelling into it. Yeah, this one. Is, and um, what your, your player component is, is, is actually very thematic. It's a passport book. It's because we are these CIA nice. operatives going from location to location. And in your passport book, you're going to have your, there's three um, alliances. There's the allies, there's the neutrals, and then there's the Soviets. And so in your passport book, though, you have your um, ally personality, you have your mm-hmm. neutral personality, and you're going to have your Soviet personality. <laughs> I'm interested to see how, where it goes with those, because that's actually kind of unique. Why there's three different ones is kind of is kind of interesting cool and there's also this one neat mechanic too where there's certain cities that have these little eyeball icons and they're saying that that city is under surveillance and so if you end your turn in a in a city that's under surveillance um your identity is getting exposed oh so there's these little scratch there's like kind of like little scratchers at the bottom of your passport that you have to However many eyeballs are there, you have to scratch that many. Oh, and nice. eventually, if and it's randomized, after so many scratchers, after so many times of your identity being exposed, your character's dead. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> type, type of thing. Um, they did this in Legacy Season 2 as well, but it was just like you kept getting exposed to like the, the biological weapon. Mm-hmm. Everything so that if you got exposed enough, you just died. But now this one's like your identity is getting uncovered slowly and slowly. And then all of a sudden it's been uncovered enough. But you can guard yourself from that. If you're able to build a safe house, then you don't get exposed. You can hide out in your safe house and you don't have to be risked. (laughs) So pandemic legacy season zero. It's off to a great start for us. We actually passed the first month. We passed the month of January. Bravo. And we completed both objectives and yeah, we're on our way to hopefully discovering what this stupid project Medusa has in store for us. Spoiler alert. We played legacy season one and two. I think we know where this is going. (laughs) Hi, if you like the content we're creating and the podcast episodes we're producing, please leave a happy rating on the podcast platform that you use. This would be such a great gift and would also help others find our podcast when they search for board game podcasts. And if you have the time, check out our new YouTube channel where we have new content every few days. 
just search Bridge City Board Gamers on YouTube. Thanks, hey. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. And we're going to go into some news. <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay. Um, I got one Kickstarter this time around. And just because it caught my eye, I'm a huge fan of the video game series. Um, right now on Kickstarter, there is a Borderlands game called Borderlands Mr. Torg's Arena of Badassery. <laughs> now, this is this is a cut That's from funny. the video games because there are side quests that you can do in Borderlands, which was an RPG-ish type of um, running gun shooter type of thing. Yeah. But there are side quests, and there were these locations called these Mr. Torg's like arenas that you could do battles <laughs> in. And so this I bring so this cool. I bring this in. It says, join Mr. Torg for carnage, mayhem, loot, and explosions in this cooperative board game. I really didn't think that this was going to be the Borderlands game that was going to come out. I was more thinking of like a more of a, oh, how did the cardboard dad put it? He put it so eloquently in a, in a tweet that there was supposed to be kind of like more of a cooperative, like looting. Mm-hmm. The big thing about Borderlands was the loot. Killing the bad guys, going on missions, getting all the cool stuff. Sounds like Munchkin. <laughs> yeah. And so, but this one taking a very deep cut into this and like putting yourselves into an arena of battling each other does sound really cool. The minis do look mm-hmm. really, really awesome. They very, they very well capture the essence of the Borderlands game. You, if you're a fan of Borderlands, you're going to recognize some of these. Um, um, you're going to recognize some of these characters. Right on. That you, that you can be, um, and some lots of the enemies that you can be. And it looks like it's just a nice dice rolling combat. Yeah. Cards flying everywhere. It's nice. not. It's not. It's not a cheap game by all by the stretch of the imagination. Uh, base level, I think, is 135 US. Wow. I mean, thing. but like, there's a pile of minis that you get a lot of stuff in this game. I'm interested to see how this goes. I think it's a little bit of a scenario based. I think it's a campaign. There's got a campaign going on inside of it. Yeah. Well, it says um, over 400 cards. So there's got to be some synergy. Now, here's the thing when, when I look at assembling these maps, I think is going to be a pain in the butt because it says it's over 80 double-sided hex tiles. (laughs) So single hex tiles that you're going to put together instead of just like maps to put together, it looks like it'll be a pain in the butt. A little bit of map building going on there. It's got my interest just because it's the Borderlands IP. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm really kind of disappointed that this is the type of game that they're going to go for. (laughs) Kind of like this, kind of almost like a skirmish. Yeah. This Skirmish is the type of game. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then like, there's a whole bunch of like really excess stuff. Like there's like <clears throat> um, objective pack. You get six little miniature things for 30 bucks. Oh, it's like, the add-ons, right? That's the monetization yeah. scheme of this sometimes too, is all the but, add-ons. Oh my goodness. Like they can do better price on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll but see. Any- I mean, if it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, it doesn't. 
Well, let's 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 talk about if it sells, it sells. Right now, it's going off to the tune of 1.2 million Canadian dollars, <laughs> which is almost uh, 500 American. Almost 7,000 backers are going gaga for bananas on this thing. Okay, well, I stand corrected. And as of this recording, there's still 16 days to go, so they've still got some time. You still got some time. So Borderlands, Mr. Torg's Arena of Badassery. Bunch of junk. Trades. <laughs> I like that. Trademarked. <laughs> cool. I don't think anybody else is calling their arena of their arenas the arena of badasseries. So yeah. I think they're safe there. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology. Breakout Escapes escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Let's get straight to uh, some topics. And Ryan, give us... We got lots of stuff to talk about. <laughs> give it. What are we talking about? It's sure. painful and painful. <laughs> so, we got to play some great games in 2021. We did not get to play all of the games yeah. of 2021. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to give... We got a couple lists going here. We've got the games from 2021 that we still want to play. Yeah. And then we have also got a list of games that are coming out in 2022 that's got us juiced up. Yeah. Some people may already know some of these titles. We've mentioned them over the past uh, few weeks on Cardboard Conjecture. But there are some <laughs> other ones in here that I made sure that I made the, that I want to um, that I want to talk about. So let's start this year. 2021. Norm. What have you yet to play that you want to play? Uh, oh, you're, you're throwing this one to me to start. Let's, let's just get, let's just start going. Um, you know, and not that mine's in any order of preference, but yeah. uh, um, because I love the, <laughs> I, I call this person the Renaissance cardboard man. Um, and that's Ryan Lockett. Lockett um, and I want to, I want to play Sleeping Gods. Mm -hmm. And do I want to play that game? It's so good. Um, it's fantastic. Above and below, fantastic. Near and near and far. I call that the Grover game. Near, far. Okay. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to play Sleeping Gods um, just to just to understand where he's going at in this whole story arc, or even this designer's exploration of what this uh, what this. I mean, let's not forget about the world building that he's creating because yeah. these are all connected. So, yeah, the world building is fantastic with this yeah. guy. So this yeah. one, this one, I feel I haven't played the other ones in his in his uh, series of games. Yeah, but this one feels very. This one feels very epic in nature. Like it's very epic in scale. Um, very ambitious type of project, and I think he pulled it off. Yeah. Like with in, in spades because cool. um, we managed to play through one playthrough of the campaign and it was awesome. Told a great story. We saw a fraction 
of the world that was created for this game nice. in, that, in that one campaign setting. So we can go through, we can take a different path. Yeah. Go explore some different places and it'll take us in a completely yeah. different direction. That's the, I mean, that's his, uh, his approach to that whole choose your own adventure esque kind of design and his flip book stuff where, where just the connectivity and the different routes you can take, even if there's some similarities, there's no identicalness to it. So, no. yeah. All right. So you give me one off of your uh, 2021 need, needs to play list. Needs to play. According to Jeff at Amazing Stories. <laughs> you need to play. <laughs> I needs to play Cubitos. Cubitos? I don't know how Cubitos. you pronounce it. I think it's Cubitos. Yeah. I think it's Cubitos. Dave has because, this game. Yeah. And I'm only, I need to play this one still because Jeff from Amazing Stories described it as this game completely replaced the Quacks of Quedlinburg for him. Oh, and that's a fantastic game. Well, it's, yeah. A lot of people go gaga for bananas for um, the Quacks of Quedlinburg. But he says, this one's kind of got that same, almost um, like a bag building feel where you're yeah. assembling a pool of dice, essentially is what you're doing. And every yeah. dice um, does something different every game that you play because you have to randomize the cards that the, that are associated with the dice. And essentially it's a race game too, where you're racing a little meeple along the, depending on the, what you roll for your dice and the powers you can activate off those dice. Based off that description alone, that he says that this one replaces Quacks of Quedlinburg. That's got me enough excited yeah. that I need to try Cubitos. Yeah. Um, is it, and it's a John D. Clare design too. He's designed some great games like Space Space, a lot of people talk about that one. And so, yeah, I'm I'm interested and I need to play it. Um, it's kind of, I think it's in between printings right now. It's kind of harder to find at the moment, but I believe it's coming back. Jeff says it's coming back early next year again. Cool. So, um, yeah, Cubitos. Yeah, I've I heard really want to try it. I've heard everything that you've said. I, I've heard the same thing and I'm kind of I, this tickled. I, it's sort of, I, you know, I wouldn't turn it down if Dave was like, hey, yeah. you brought this over. Okay, let's play it. Nice. Yeah, and it's, it's got a quick playtime. Like Quacks of Quedlinburg is like a half an hour to 45 minute game. I think this one's in the same realm yeah. of quick playing. All right. Um, the, the, the next one, and you know, we don't have to go through our whole list. We can kind of. Oh, gosh, no. Jump, <laughs> over, jump all over the points. Yeah, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to talk about this one because he made my, we just had our top designers. And uh, this designer made my top five. And uh, I so want to play Carnegie by Xavier Georges and um, uh, artist Ian O'Toole. I mean, Ooh. yeah, right there, right? Um, and uh, it's up. I've never, like, um, I think it says hot game. So it's a Euro uh, Pegasus Spiel, Spiele. Mm. Um, so it's. Uh, I, you know, I quickly looked at the, what I know about Carnegie is, is the American uh, philanthropist, right? So I'm just quickly looking here at the description and it's inspired by Andrew Carnegie's born in Scotland, uh, immigrated to the United States and uh, talks about uh, developing industry and became a telegraphist. And so I, it's category wise, it says it's an economic industry manufacturing. Yes, yes, and yes. Xavier George, his Euro take on things. Yes. 
Um, you know, tool, I mean, just a beautiful board to look at and, and explore while you're playing. Um, I, I don't even know how the game plays and I'm, <laughs> I'm, it's to me, it's just, it's the designer, right? I mean, you lock into a design like Vital. We're probably going to talk about Vital's game because we love Vital. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, Carnegie that's yeah. So Couple I, quick hits. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Couple quick hits. Um, you've reviewed this game, and I'm a huge fan of the design team. Um, Cascadia. I haven't mm. played it. I want to play Cascadia. Yeah. So that came out in 2021. You've talked a bit. I don't need any further introduction to it. I need to play that. <laughs> also, I realized that they they um, that design team of Molly. Um, Sean and Melvin. Yes. No. Um, they they also had another, they had a designed game this year too called Public Market oh. that I am very interested in because, and this was um, published by Crafty Games, which was what the ones that did Dollars Donuts. Uh -huh. And this has kind of got like a fishing boat theme. <laughs> going on it but it's also it's like it's a it's a spatial tile laying game that you're kind of like putting these fish into nets type of thing going on just that it's just that it's that design team of uh molly robert that's the other one robert and wow. sean have been so enjoying their designs i have to try this one i have to get this one I have to find a copy. I don't think was, <laughs> I don't think this one was really available here in Saskatoon at any place, but I I can do a board game Oracle search, I guess, and see if there's any copies floating around Canada. See, but, it'll be an episode where we buy something. It does it happens all the time. Um, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, Cascadia and Public Market, the 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 uh, the flat out games team putting yeah. those ones together for us. I'm gonna play them. I'm just gonna pop off like three or four games and then you we can bounce anything you want um i'd love to play canvas that's that uh Heard lots myst about it yeah mystic veil card building thing but you're building a picture um hadrian's wall uh dave just talks everything about this game if i'd like mm -hmm. uh, fleet the dice game and all these cascading connections i'd love yep. that one yep. uh, imperium sp spreadsheet the roll and write <laughs> uh imperium legends uh, just because I hear it's such a really good solo game and I love the history context and uh, coffee traders. I mean, first of all, uh, yeah, yeah. Capstone knocking it and uh, it just looks like such a fun, deep game. So though, yeah, I thought I just blurred out uh, the, the, the coffee traders. Coffee traders yeah. is on my list. Um, it's not in my collection at the moment because of how pricey, <laughs> it, it, it carries a big price tag. Yeah. And Which is why I want if, to play it. <laughs> if, if it, and if you've felt the game on the shelf, it is a heavy box. Yeah. Like I think that thing is stacked full. They filled um, it with sand. <laughs> pretty much. Like, man. But it's got, it's like, it's, a, it's an economic game. Deep, heavy, crunchy, yeah. thinky. Um, all those things that Capstone Games is really, really known for in their, when the, in the games that they're bringing in and they're heavy games. Yeah. 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 So, uh, coffee traders, that one's right. That's one's in, that one's in my list too. One last one, just because I'm so curious because it's original inception is 
like trying to find a plaid unicorn, <laughs> but I'd love to try an unfathomable. Mm. Yeah, because that Battlestar Galactica reef yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah. I wanted. I want to understand um, why, uh, like people who talk about like the hidden, you know, hidden trader kind of thing. That they're, they they say hands down, this is the best one. Okay, I want to try it so I can put that into my contextual comparison list. Yeah. So. Yep, and set aside a good few hours because yeah. that's how long these games type take. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in that one as well, just because they're they're fitting it into the Arkham Files universe of fantasy flight games so they put mm-hmm. the arkham theme on it like with the uh the cultists and the old ones that are coming and the elder gods and because of the nostalgic connection we got to talk to uh cory kineska and uh he kind of didn't didn't say he didn't say anything about it but as much as he could about it that uh he was like oh yeah this is good this is solid i had a chance to you know how he said there's some consultation on it because of the engine that they used was off of his design. So, yeah. And, and from what I've gathered, what people have been saying, that it is still very true to that Battlestar Galactica game style. The DNA. With, with, yeah. with which is that maybe a couple tweaks. Yeah. Is all, is nice. all is done. So, nice. I think we would get a good one from there. All right. Well, a uh, couple from me. Yeah. Phil Walker Harding. Uh-huh. released a couple games in 2021 that I never got a chance because I never saw them here in Saskatoon. Um, Llama Land is mm-hmm. kind of like one of those lookout style games, kind of like in the style of like Baron Park and Gingerbread House. Um, and then he also released one that was called Summer Camp. This one kind of snuck by me. And uh, I don't know much about it, but it's a Phil Walker Harding game. And I've loved most of his designs. Oh, yeah. So I want to get that one. Smooth design games. Radlands by our friends at Roxley Games. Just yeah. over one, just one province over. Apparently came out with some sort of a dueling card type of game. That's that- very cool. Oh man, did you see? Have you seen the art on this thing? I'm this looking thing at the pictures neat. right now. Yeah. Oh wow, this fantastic! Fantastic. Um, <laughs> don't know how this one got past me. It was a Kickstarter. I'm Mr. Kickstarter. <laughs> That's probably one. how it got past me. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Radlands looks rad. Yeah. So I I really want to play that one. Nice. Nice. And I have a couple games here that I do actually own. They're in this room. I see that. I was going to say, you're going to talk about those? But I haven't played them yet. Um, I haven't played Unsettled. You can actually see it right right there. It's right there, Unsettled on my shelf. And uh, Dinosaur World. Haven't played it yet. It's probably going to come soon. It's probably going to get to the table soon because we really enjoyed Dinosaur Island. Yeah, And uh, I just finished listening to Rob and Anna Marie from the Meeple Dungeon ranting and raving about it on their <laughs> podcast. And it's just making me want to play it more. It, it'll probably get played before the end of this year. Cool. Well, you know, uh, Christmas break. I, I'd volunteer for that. Yes. <laughs> cool. Well, let's get to the 2022 games because uh, um, we, we both have some extensive lists, lists here. Oh my gosh. So we just went through this big long list of things from this year that we yeah. still want to play. And now we've got a big list of things that are coming up <laughs> that we are going to want to play. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, so many games, so little time. Um, 
I'll rapid fire a few because yeah. I mentioned these in the news not too long ago because these were ones that came out at Eschenspiel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were announced and played and demoed. They are available in Europe right now. Um, so there was Gollum, the Cranio Creations, Simone Luciani, um, co-design. Really want to play that one. Yes. Boone, Boone Lake, Alexander yes. Fister. Yes. Want to get that one? That one hasn't come over. Like I put in their show notes, 2021 games that won't arrive in Canada yeah. until 2022. We'll call them 2022, eh? So. Ark Nova. Hey, yeah, I got it. I got it. I get, I get jokes. <laughs> I don't. Ark Nova. Uh, Tabanusi. Messina 1347. Origins First Builders. Like these are all games yeah. that I talked about before that I'm really looking forward to because they're companies that I really, really respect. Yeah. Tiny Epic Dungeons. Wait. Can't wait till okay. that. I got that Kickstarter. I'm so. Did you back it? Yes. Oh, I backed it too. So yeah, I can't wait for Tiny Epic Dungeons to fulfill. Yeah. Just because, yeah, it's just going to be that dungeon crawl feel, but in that tiny epic, the tiny box, but explodes all well, over your table. If we want to, here, I'll add one more to that uh, that shameless that I have this game, but I haven't played it yet. And that's Tinner's Trail, the new Martin Wallace that the Kickstarter mm. came in and it's just like, oh, froth. So, yeah. Yes. Hey, so 2022. So, so- yeah, so keep your eyes out for Tiny Epic Dungeons. I think that one's going to be really, really good. Kind of like yeah. a little miniature form of Gloomhaven type thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like a very miniature version of that. Nice. So, right on. Um, uh, I mentioned it, and you had mentioned it in a, in a lot of the new stuff, but uh, Matt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the step and talk about Vital. But Vital, and here's the funny cool thing, is on our top five lists we both picked vital and we both picked him at four which mm-hmm. is which is which is kind of cool and freaky at the same time but weather machine um i know nothing about it i don't even know what the mechanisms are i just know vital asserta designed it and i yes 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 i want to play this yes i want to have my brain hurt the first time i play it and then spend a week thinking about how does that thing work again and then yeah and then have such imp- lack of impulse control that I want to play it again. And then once I kind of, oh, I can see the combination now and then want to play it again. So that's, yeah, my, that's my relationship with Vital. <laughs> that, uh, I, I agree. Like I talked about it in the podcast many times already yeah. that it's coming out. Uh, we'll be backing it for sure. Okay. Yeah, so Vital Asserta. Set collection, tile placement, worker placement. Yes, yes, and yes. Sure, why not? Like them all. And knowing Vital, oh, you just do one action and you do another action, and it's right? as easy as that. That's it. <laughs> exactly. <Sorry>. Exactly. <laughs> it's so upsetting that, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my first yeah, my first go at this list is uh, Weather Machine for Vital. Okay. I'm going on one that I have not mentioned on this show. Nice. And this is a game called Dice Realms. And it's going to be the newest Tom Lehman game. You know Tom Lehman. I know Race for the Galaxy, Roll for the Galaxy fame. He's got a game called Dice Realms. Expand, upgrade, and feed your realm of customizable dice. Beware, winter is coming. 
And so it's kind of like it's 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 going to be like that the the dice that you can pop the faces off. Yeah. And kind of upgrade them as you, as you go type what, thing. What was the game that was that had that? Um dice crystals or gems or something like that. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm not dice throne. That's the that's the Roxley one, yeah. but the um Dice Forge. Dice Forge. That forging yeah. your dice, that's right. Yeah, so it's got that same. One, yeah, system. looks like it's kind of got that same feeling. I got I got the pictures up here. Yeah, looks like kind of like a race for the galaxy type of thing where you're going to be gathering the points, rolling your cust- these customizable dice to try to like you know trigger effects on tiles and cards and cool, lots of different things. Yep, looks like it's right going right to the top of. Uh, my list apparently, though, it's going to be carrying a very heavy price tag because I think there's lots of bits. <laughs> Got to pay for lots of bits in this. Well, game, it did but, look like uh, there's a lot of plastic, that's for sure. So, Dice Realms is near the top of my 2022 games that I want to play. All right, well, I'm going to um, make it my responsibility to talk about this one because I've hyped up everyone and it's kind of a trilogy um uh, calico hyped it up cascadia love it and this the third in this kind of dna series is verdant um by mm-hmm. flat out games and uh, molly johnson robert melvin uh aaron messburn kevin russ sean stankwich a mm-hmm. uh, lot of designers a lot of people involved and it follows that same I'm looking at it, um, and I mean it's a uh, it's a card drafting, uh, grid coverage pattern, set collecting kind of thing. Very much, I'm getting the sense without seeing any playthroughs, just looking at the setup. Very much like the market of Calico and uh, and Cascadia, and this time it's instead of tiles, it's cards, and these cards you're putting into a tableau that has a pattern sequentialness to it mm-hmm. so yeah and uh, it looks like all the orthogonal sides have relationships with the the and it's all about plants right so i'm thinking it's your you're putting together a topiary or something or not a topiary my bad um just a uh, indoor plant display so this one's dad, on mine yeah i got i got in on the kickstarter for this one. Oh, did you get it so, yeah, I think I missed I got, that one. I got it in the Kickstarter because I don't want to miss another one of these fantastic yeah, here, productions. Here we go. Two, uh, you're, you're the uh, houseplant enthusiast trying to create the coziest interior space by collecting and arranging houseplants. Awesome. Love I love it. And I do not own a game that has that theme. Guess who? Guess who's going to be an artist for something that has that kind of organicness to it? Beth Sobel. Yes. So right there, just as much as Ian O'Toole triggers me to purchase a game, so does Beth Sobel. So very good, very good. Yeah, what else do you got, man? Okay, um, I had mentioned this one briefly before, so I'm just going to mention briefly again. Um, Zapotec is coming out, and by one of our, we, we discovered this designer, Fabio Lapiano, was the designer of Merv, Heart yeah. of the Silk Road. And he's got this um, Aztec-themed game where it, it looks very, how did we describe it? Juicy and delicious. <laughs> Juicy. 
Um, you've um, got very yeah, puzzly, like a very puzzly yeah. nature of game where you've got these different levels of pyramid that you're going to be. I, I don't actually, I don't know if that's what they called them. They well, didn't it's call a, them pyramids. It's a central, I'm looking at this and I'm getting yep. this without central look, American, central American step pyramid kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like different colors to the different levels that I'm going to, I don't know what exactly they do. Um, but then there's cards, there's tiles. It's very colorful and vibrant. You got your own little player board that you're going to be building things out onto and arranging. I'm I, I'm going off of the gameplay of Merv, Heart of yeah. the Silk Road. And if this one is even half that good, it's going to be excellent. Yeah, cool. So he also, Zapotec. He also designed Kalimala that I've, that I've been curious to see because of that whole affinity to Merv. Um, I love Merv. Um, what do I have on here? You know what? Um, let's, let's mention this one. And I know, I know that, uh, that you are, are a big fan of the, of the Luciani. And this is a Luciani Mangone. And this is a Darwin's journey. Back to on Kickstarter. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be coming in like February. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the part of me that is, that is drawn to this is the, uh, historical science nature of it, of Charles Darwin's journey to the Galapagos Islands. And uh, as I'm scanning through the description, that's exactly what it is. And you've got contracts, set collecting, point-to-point -point movement. Um, we've used that word. This just looks to me like a delicious Euro. Yep. A lot of um, what, what he's known to do is a lot of like the chaining yeah. Once, once you've got something here, once you've got a meeple in place here or you've collected this thing, I can combine it with something else that I've already to maybe making my actions a little bit more efficient as the gameplay goes forward type of thing. As, as the more I explore out, the more points I'm going to get. Yeah, this one had got me sold. I, I don't know if I regretfully backed this one, but it, it, it did carry a heavy price tag because it was all in euros um, at that point. Uh, but at least it was before the shipping crisis that you know how, had taken place. You know how you feel better about that? Close your eyes when you click. Oh, I thought you were just say click more back, back oh, more yeah. Kickstarters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's yeah. just a small fish in the big pond. That's true. That's true. So Dar yeah, Darwin's journey. Yeah, all, all over that one. Okay. What do you got, man? Um, I'm going to bring up this game because you know me and I love legacy type games. Love, love, love legacy type games. You've talked about it once or twice. Yeah. Lucky, Lucky Duck Games is coming out with a legacy tile laying type game called Divinus this upcoming year. Yeah. And I would definitely give this one a click, Norm, because this I'm looking thing, at it. This thing looks epic. Well, the, just scale. to give it context, uh, Chronicles of Crime, where they use where they use uh, um, the augmented not augmented reality, but uh, uh, your iPhone and you're moving around yep. in space and, and you're seeing this created reality, and then uh, Destinies, where they have this kind of choose your own adventure. So right away, I'm like, okay. Most likely, now answer me this, is there a lot of that phone app implementation for this one? So they're, they are advertising this one as legacy, so permanent changes to the gameplay. Oh, yeah. And it's got, there's, there's a digital game component 
also to this game because they're going to be using those that QR code system yeah. on items and whatnot. This thing looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks epic in scale. A single gameplays are like advertised for like only like a 45 minute cool. why my 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 freezing what? 45 to 60 minute game sessions so like a game and it's, what, uh, what, and, and the theme is that you're a demigod seeking to gain the favor of the gods and ascend into the pantheon so what you're trying to do is you're trying to prove yourself by going on <laughs> this what well, they're saying a 12 scenario campaign to try to like you know establish your legacy the trials the trials of hercules so yeah, and it's got it's got dice, and there's gonna be like things like you're gonna upgrade your dice type thing. <laughs> it's got and- dice that just takes a half, 45 minute game for me down to five. <laughs> so ones, it looks ones, <laughs> and there's gonna be like oh it's yeah. So this one thing, this thing looks epic in nature. Can't wait to see when it comes to actual North America. Because I may just have to, I want to try this game. Yeah. Well, and the publishing company makes good products. So, I mean, there's yeah. that right there for me too. Cool. Um, uh, do, do we talk about Frosthaven or is that just a given? That's a given. <laughs> it's just a given. <laughs> given. Now, um, have you seen any pictures of the production of Frosthaven thus far? No, I'm not even paying attention to any of it because it's just going to be too too painful. <laughs> so I got so I got in on the Kickstarter. Yeah. And the the production copies. So we all know the Gloomhaven size box. Oh yeah. The Frosthaven size box is dwarfing the Gloomhaven box. Oh this thing man. is blowing up. This thing is going to be the most ambitious game that has ever created. Wow. And I love the things too that there's going to be like the meta game inside of the game. Like there's going to be like Easter eggs across like the map tiles and everything that you're doing that also is going to come to play in the actual gameplay. Like if you've been paying attention to this puzzle might be a little bit easier if you've kind of picked up on these clues along the way. Sold. Love that kind of stuff. Cool. And yeah, huge, epic epic game that he's it's going to take me forever to play through <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, i'm one of the very few that could say that they finished gloomhaven yeah oh yeah i've i've not even gotten that deep um <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking at the next one i want to talk about and go and yeah i might not even get deep into this if i ever play it no um this one uh I don't know much of the designers. I'm going off of theme and publisher and the publishers Awaken Realms and the game is ISS Vanguard. And uh, it looks like a sci-fi saga or is it Sega? No, um, uh, opera kind of just big. Uh, anything with space, I'm done, I'm in. And um, Awaken Realms to me has a pretty good, pretty decent track record. So. Um, just off of those two things, I'm this thing, once it lands, this thing's going to be hot. You think everybody's going to go this one, um, Jason and I, so Jason from of Dyson dragons. Yeah. Um, this thing is legitimately 
Star Trek, the board game. <laughs> this is oh. everything about Star Trek that you ever, ever want. Going out and exploring planets, having to manage your ship, ship combats taking well, place. Well, and just, just so people understand, um, Awakened Realms, this like Nemesis, Tainted Grail, this War of Mine, Lords of Hellas, um, Ether Fields. Uh, I mean, that's gigantic boxes of stuff. Yeah. Like these guys, this, this publishing company knows how to put a game together. So, and that was, from what I gather, the gameplay of this one, like just that planet exploration and going and doing a scenario there, but then also having the, um, the ability to craft your ship and upgrade oh. your ship for the space combats and stuff like that. I was hoping it was sandboxy kind of thing too. Th this thing looks, I think this is, I'll put it this way. I'm going to predict that this one's going to be my game of the year in 2022. <laughs> cool. This thing is going to like, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go gaga for bananas for Frosthaven when it goes, but I think I'm going to, I think ISS Vanguard is going to be the big thing for 2022. Nice. I'm saying it right now on conjecture. <laughs> Live on the air, you might as well. Yeah, you might as well like swear allegiance to the to the statement. <laughs> yeah, the, so yeah, I'm. I mean, now that you say it's like it's like Star Trek the game, uh, I'm hooked. I'm in. You yeah, got one this more? Is, this thing is close as yeah. Um, one thing that I am going to hope comes out in 2022. Here's here's my thing. Uh -huh. It's already been a couple years since this has been on Kickstarter and <laughs> I'm still following it. I still have my money tied up in the game. Yeah. This Fingers is true crossed. bang. This is true bang legends. I've never heard of this by, uh, by, by our, my, one of my favorite companies, Simon games, come on games. Okay. Um, a, a couple, <laughs> it has been, it has been a couple years that this thing has been into development. And the reason why is because they funded it on Kickstarter. The Kickstarter campaign ended. They started kind of going through their process and they realized that they raised all this money and they realized that the game was crap and they redesigned the game from the game up. Like, like they completely like scrapped most of the game and started redesigning <laughs> it again. That table wipe sounds like an Eric Lang decision. It's like, let's wipe the whole board. Let's do this over. So there's a lot of people that are very upset about that. Jason included. Yeah. Got their money back. Like they said, this is not the game that we signed up for. I'm still saying, I'm still saying that I think there's still enough game here that I'm going to really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and they have started pumping out pictures of the production. So this is going to be one of those. This is going to be an epic fantasy. Yeah style um campaign type game um it's now deeply rooted what they're saying here in nordic and celtic mm -hmm. myths so something that we really don't get to see in these types of games anymore yeah um but yeah in an rpg nature a really cool thing about it is that the board has sleeves on it that you'll put the cards into what? so that's so it's changing the map as you put a card into a sleeve that's built right into the board nice and so then then that's how you save your progress going forward and there's like a save binder on how to store your things and how you progress your campaign forward yeah um well, their tagline on bgg here sounds like a little generic but interesting at the same time 
Beware the consequences of your actions while exploring a world of myth and legend. Yeah, that does get even <laughs> more generic than that. Yeah, it's like, okay, but the fact that you filled this in with, uh, with uh, like um, the yeah, it influences says, of, of yeah, mythos. Yeah, it says, true Vangland manifests physically as parts of the board actually change, making actions of previous hero generations affect future sagas. Nice. So that's that whole legends thing is that you're going over the course of generations of your campaign. So cool. I'm really hoping that this one finally comes to fruition in 2022. It may not be coming till 2023. I have no idea at this point, other than that there are pictures of productions and the production has started on it. So that means I'm pretty sure it's a couple to few months um, away from reaching doorsteps here in, in North America. Right on. That's if they can get everything done before Chinese New Year. Yeah. Because then that puts a whole halt on everything. On uh, Yeah, well, I mean, global shipping right now is a catastrophe. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? That's pretty much that's pretty much what's on my list here as far oh. as, uh, I mean, there's a few other things, but I could go on and talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, we but, can go on, like... Yeah. Perseverance. You you got Perseverance on your list. Castaway Chronicles by Mind yeah. Clash Games. Yeah. I've got that one backed. That fjords. One like- I remember Rado a long time ago talking about Fjords, how spectacular it was. And then they finally did a, a Kickstarter and brought it back with a, a, some revamping. So I want to see what that's like. Um, Chai T for Two. I backed that one. And uh, it's completely different than uh, than their, their first mm-hmm. Chai game, which this one has more of a uh, um, uh, kind of networking routing. I was very, I was very um, interested. I, I happy to see um, a lot of the, the, a lot of the content. So, yeah, yeah. The la- the last one I have is Agamonia. Okay. By by the company, the same publishing company that produces Eclipse, a great grandiose space yeah. game, and everything in Agamonia. Reminds me of that passion for Gloomhaven. This looks like another very epic fantasy dungeon crawling. Everything, though, the map is inside the book. Like yeah. the book folds out. You'll have yeah. interesting points. of, And then you can have cards that upgrade locations on the book. Kind of like that, what Senfun Lim like to do. Like that point and click adventure type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Inside there. Um, oh, this thing looks like how many campaign games am I going to play in 2022? <laughs> this is just another one of them that just caught our if, attention. If you need me, I will be there for you, man. Right? <laughs> I need another thing that's going to take me 60 hours to play. Absolutely. So Agamonia. Yeah, this by, looks really cool. By Lauta Palette. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it's a France. Oh, that's that France company. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they, and they did eclipse. I think they're like, I think they're Finnish. Oh, is it Finnish? I'm, it I'm might, looking at, might. Oh yeah, you're right. It is too. My mistake. And, um, I'm looking at uh, some of the games in, uh, in their repertoire and, uh, as far as publishing companies goes. And, uh, um, I think terraforming Mars is, uh, is there eclipse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, so good. Nice. So we that 
Oh, so many. <laughs> There's so my many brain games. Hurts. This is so yeah. many games. Yeah. And then what's going to happen is someone will go, hey, well, you forgot to talk about this 2021 game. And it's like, oh, yeah, I did. I should put it out. Okay. Just, I'll have to update the list again. So, but so in 2023, we'll release our top <laughs> games of 2021 that we still have yet to play. <laughs> that we still have yet to play. Yeah. You know, oh that's funny. Gosh. We should. We should do a uh, 2020 list of games that we that we still have would would play if someone presented it to us. <laughs> we very well. There's okay. This just speaks volumes <laughs> to this industry, though. No, no, no. It's just that there's so many games coming out lately, and and you know what? It it would be helpful if there was somebody who had a segment to talk about games that need some love. Like the hype train. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many games. I know. I know. But I'm glad that we're pointing them out for at least you and I. <laughs> yeah. The, these are the ones that are starting to, they're, they're making just enough noise to get above some yeah, of the other ones. The white and noise. These are the ones that weird that we are paying attention to yeah. because we've honed our tastes. Yeah. These I'll are the be ones. Interested. Yeah. These are the ones punching, uh, punching their way through the white noise for me. The, another one here. Um, that intrigues me. I don't know if I'd be so committed as to go purchase it, but I'd love to try it, is uh, Namhi or Namhai, which is the ta- uh, Takedo successor of... Oh, yeah. Um, that's what that is. So yeah, I, was I didn't trying put a to link search, I was trying to search it, but there's nothing on BGG yeah. oh, yeah, about it. I told, it's in there. You just got to kind of scroll down a little bit and you'll find it. And... Oh. Um, Okay, because so you may have pronounced you may have just like because I, I have, was trying. Oh, it's a I J I Namiji. I guess the autocorrect kind of uh, kind of uh, messed up the notes. <laughs> so N A M I J I Namiji, and uh, it takes that Takedo journey on the route, but it turns it into a circle. So, and, and visualize, if you know that game, visualize that same uh, um, uh, timeline or that same thread path with those, with the side nodes and the actions and uh, the iconography, the, uh, the white background, like it's has that same serenity. And um, so I thought, Hey, they, they did a great job on, on the, um, original like the takedo um and uh, and i mean i i will still play it if someone says hey you want please yeah absolutely it's a smooth game to play it's so much fun and uh so this that. thing looks fantastic and it's and it's antoine bauza the yeah. designer of the original takedo yeah so that's this looks so fantastic i've never i didn't <laughs> know that this existed well i'm glad that i put this on your radar so yeah the adventure the adventures travel uh, through a varied, colorful landscape through the land of the rising sun. So staying within the same thematic realm and the like the art is identical in nature. Yeah. So really? Yeah. If you oh. do if you if you if you have Takedo in your collection then then um uh and I'm gonna try and pronounce it properly this time, Namiji. And I'm, you know, yeah. be, me being a teacher, I'm going to go check my phonetic pronunciation later. Um, that, uh, yeah, Fun Forge uh, published, uh, Antoine mm-hmm. Bauza designed, like you said. So, yay. Perfect. So many games. 
times. I know. And we're, I was about to close the show and I thought, you know, and I'll you, just you, you just brought in another one. Just brought, you in, brought another in another one. one. That I Here's know another one. I know that you're going to want to play it because you, you, I think you have owned or owned this game. So. Yeah. Oh no. We, we have the Kaido. It's a, it's a family favorite. There you go. Yeah. So make some space on your shelf for this one, my friend. <laughs> okay. So what's got to go? <laughs> no, all these thing. games gonna be if all these games are gonna be coming in. There's gonna be games that have to go. Yeah, we'll just take that uh, suspended ceiling out, and we'll just build you right up to the right up to the floor joists. <laughs> cool. Well, um, uh, that being said, I think we've rounded out our 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 painful list of games we still want to play and games that we anticipating. So so many games. So many games. Well. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I've, I'm your host, Norm. And I'm Ryan. I've got nothing for to this this week. It's just that I want to play more games. <laughs> and we'll catch you later. <laughs>